How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love. This is a presidential election year, after all, as well. And the presumptive Democratic nominee is going after, rightly so, the presumptive Republican nominee. Hillary Clinton, who is that presumptive Democratic presidential nominee, has released a new television ad that aired yesterday. She's attacking the likely GOP nominee, Donald Trump, for his comments on Brexit. That's the decision for the UK to leave the EU, the European Union. And she also talks about and even warns us of the negative impact that his type of behavior, bombastic behavior, can have in times of a crisis. Let's take a listen uh, to the new Clinton ad uh, regarding Trump and some of his comments on Brexit, and we'll talk more. Enormous shockwaves from Britain's historic vote to leave the European Union. Global markets are plummeting. Every president is tested by world events. But Donald Trump thinks about how his golf resort can profit from them. When the pound goes down, more people are coming to Turnberry. Stocks tank around the world. Brand new sprinkler system, the highest level. He's talking about his new sprinkler system. In a volatile world, the last thing we need is a volatile president. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. And I got to tell you, if I worked for Donald Trump's campaign, I'd bag my head against the wall numerous times a day. I was on television this morning on Fox Business uh, Channel on the intelligence report with a former Huckabee advisor. And he said that the reason so many Republicans won't back Donald Trump is because he's kind of like uncaged and he won't do what they want. No, that's not it exactly. There's a lot going on with Donald Trump. Hillary Clinton leads by double digits in a Washington Post poll. Another NBC Wall Street Journal poll, she leads by seven. Now, I want to point out these polls were taken prior to the Brexit vote. But since that vote, a lot has come about, and I've talked about some of it, which I'll expand upon today. One, Donald Trump stands in Scotland, whose people are against this vote and are going to have a referendum to perhaps leave the UK and, you know, says how great it is. Two. We have Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders marching in LGBT pride parades, and we have Donald Trump showing his pride about his golf course that makes money. We have Donald Trump in the UK, but let's be clear, even though people in the UK, or specifically England, want to leave the EU, they've never totally been a part of it. They never took the currency, they kept the pound. And they never signed on for the immigration policy, by the way. So for those of you that think immigration was the reason, although immigration may have been the reason, it was a false reason. As a matter of fact, a lot of people today are like, what do you mean you're not going to put over 300 million pounds, as you said, back into the national health system? And what do you mean that people who who work in and out of the UK will be able to freely come and go? People are flipping out. Because this is completely contrary to what the people wanted and thought they were voting for with regard to Brexit. But in addition to that, Donald Trump tries to liken what happened with England to the United States. And I know there's a lot of people out there, especially pro-Trump or anti-Hillary people or anti-Bernie people, who are are trying to put that forth. Let's be clear. 
We had our Brexit. We had our Brexit. Only we exited the United Kingdom. And that was back in 1776, my friend. The United States had its exit. We had its Brexit from the UK. We're not a part of the EU. Brussels doesn't make decisions for us. People don't wander in and out of our borders as freely as you would think. And even the segment where we do have a wall doesn't keep people out. We know what keeps people out. Stop dangling the carrot of opportunity with jobs to people who are willing to do them for so many hours for so less money, much like indentured servants or less. We know in this country people are upset with immigration, but not all want to build a wall. Majority don't. Most agree we need to reform immigration, but how? And most agree we need to have safe and secure borders, but differ on how. That difference, by the way, is sometimes split down the middle, but that wall, it is not. So when you look at even the exit polls and you look at the vote in the UK, it's four percentage points. Now, I heard a guy, I won't mention his name, he was on a show before I was on his show. And he was on another show saying it was only 4%. It wasn't huge. And then when I brought that up on his show, and he goes, it was 4%. It was a big margin. I'm thinking, okay, I'm not going to call you on your crap. But um, it's 4%. Now, 3% is a margin of error here. And you know, if if Hillary Clinton wins the presidential election by 4%, what will Donald Trump and the others say? It wasn't a landslide. I practically won. It's practically a tie. Half of the people still wanted me. That's what Donald Trump will say, right? And that's what we do in politics. But the reality is, even though the Leave campaign was not winning, it was gaining traction. And, unfortunately, a lot of the people are voting for things that are voted for. They said, Google said, they have never seen so many people look up what is the EU and then went and voted to leave it when they didn't even know what the hell it was. And Google is not a university. It's a search engine. It's not a course. It doesn't give you a diploma. It's not even cliff note version, depending on where you click on that link. But we're not just going to talk just about Brexit. We're going to talk about Donald Trump. We're going to talk about the Republican Party. We're going to talk about Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton is leading, like I said, in a Washington Post poll by double digits, by seven percentage points in another poll, NBC, Wall Street Journal. Now, this was done before Brexit. There are those that believe the Brexit vote will give Donald Trump's campaign a boost, but I don't think so. Hillary Clinton... If Bernie Sanders supporters, once Bernie Sanders steps down at the end of July and puts his support toward Hillary, which I believe he will, regardless of the things he says, he's already said he'll vote for her, vote for her probably, blah, blah, blah. Four out of five Bernie Sanders supporters will vote for Hillary. And by the way, the latest polls show those numbers are even up. You give me four out of five, I'd be happy. But then what do you do with that other fifth? Well, some of them will go vote for Donald Trump. Some will vote for or for Johnson, the libertarian who has 10% support right now. Trickle tiny bit for Jill Stein, the Green Party candidate. And, and let's remember that the Green Party, Jill Stein, is only on about 20 uh, states' ballots. And um, the libertarian candidate only on about 30. Um, so the only two people on all of the ballots are Hillary and Donald. And, of course, people can write people in. Some people will do that for Bernie Sanders or maybe even for a Ted Cruz or a John Kasich. But the reality is this is a two-party race. This is how it is until we change the system, and it's between these two people. So state by state, although 
Pennsylvania, Donald Trump has a tiny lead or the neck and neck, depending on what poll you look at. States like North Carolina might go to Hillary, polls are showing. Possibly Georgia, Arizona, Utah. Hillary Clinton with Donald Trump as the opponent might actually flip red to blue. Do not, do not even stop for purple. Go right from red to blue. That doesn't show Donald Trump's doing well. Donald Trump had a rally in Arizona of veterans. More than half of the audience was empty. Now, some might say that's because he didn't give all that money to the vets that he promised. But this is Arizona. This is Arizona. Oh, my God, we have so many illegals that are coming into our backyard. You could run them over with a lawnmower mentality. This is Arizona where the governor kisses Donald Trump's ass. And so does the sheriff of the biggest county in that state, Sheriff, sheriff Joe Arpaio. Yet Donald Trump could lose Arizona because of what? The Hispanic vote. There's another segment of the population, fastest growing segment of the population, voter population that he's managed to anger and to piss off. Not one, including the UK, of our allies in the world want Donald Trump to be elected. Not one. Only people hoping for Donald Trump's election, I'm sorry, you might think it's nasty to say, is ISIS. And they're not an ally. But our allies throughout the world do not want, find a country, pick a country, go look it up, you don't believe me. Not one of our allies wants Donald Trump to be president. Not any former living Republican president or their family members wants Donald Trump to be president or will vote for Donald Trump. We've even had alluding that Barbara Bush and Laura Bush will vote for Hillary Clinton. There is a lawsuit in the state of Virginia by a Republican delegate who said that they do not want to have to cast their vote for Donald Trump because it goes against their conscience. Polls show that more Republicans feel Donald Trump not only doesn't share their vision, but their values as people, as a party, and as a nation. It's not... What the Republicans want to be, not who they were, who they are, or who they want to be in the future. More and more Republicans, you see signs on the lawns in places like Ohio, God bless, that say Republicans for Hillary. I saw a Republican for Hillary sign. I almost stopped, pulled over, knocked on the front door and said, let me buy you a coffee. Because <laughs> you know? it takes guts. George Will, a huge leader in the conservative Republican establishment, has said, I'm done. I'm out. I can't take it anymore. Donald Trump doesn't care about you. Elizabeth Warren spoke alongside Hillary Clinton in Ohio. What'd she talk about? The big corporatists. The rich people. Donald Trump wants to help the rich get richer. And that includes himself first and foremost, America. Donald Trump is part of that 1%. Or so he claims. So when you think, oh, those of you on the right or don't like Hillary or have somewhere, need somewhere to go other than Bernie, that Hillary Clinton's in bed with Wall Street, Donald Trump lives on Wall Street. He is Wall Street. He is that rich who exported jobs overseas and who benefits on the backs of the middle and lower income families in this country. And craps on them. Craps on them, the Hispanics that work for him the Muslims that work for him with the rhetoric he used and the women that work for him with the rhetoric that he has used. There is so much to talk about. A lawsuit. Do you know that they are having trouble? You know, if you speak at the Republican National Convention or the Democratic National Convention, you elevate your own 
status, right? You're sometimes tapped for a future big office like president. Look at Barack Obama. That's your moment to shine. They are finding it's difficult for them to find people to speak at the convention because they don't want to back Trump. They don't want to stand up there and go, rah, rah, Donald Trump's our guy. There is a stop Trump campaign among delegates. There's a delegate suing. We've got states like Arizona, Utah, North Carolina that might turn red. Oh, so maybe Donald Trump will get West Virginia. Come to your sense, coal miners. Hillary will come to hers, I'm sure. And at the end of the day, the polls show they may not like her, but they dislike him more. So let me ask you something. There's a lot of things to talk about here. Hillary Clinton's ad says that in a volatile world, we can't afford to have a volatile president. Is this the best way to describe Donald Trump? Is he volatile? Always flipping on issues, never being sure of what will come out of his mouth? Oh, and taking to Twitter when he's angry like he is at Hillary because she's leading in the polls. 888-6-Leslie, 888-653-7543. Can you see that? This is a guy in the middle of the night could tell... Could tell, like, uh, somebody at ISIS to F off, and the next day we'll have, like, you know, how many people die as a result. You know what I'm saying? 8886 Leslie. Trump's uh, Trump's a shiny new toy. Has he lost his shine, America? Does it seem that everyone who didn't already understand his personality is starting to realize that Trump is nothing more than a self-indulgent, morally corrupt, misogynistic person who does not care about you, who doesn't even care about being president, He's treating this like a reality show. He just likes to win. He likes to be right. He likes the spotlight on him. It's all about him being the center of attention, not the reality and gravity of the situation. 888 leslie 888-653-7543. And how come Trump can flip-flop on nearly every issue? He said Brexit was good, rah-rah, sis-boom-rah. And then what does he say? Oh, Brexit won't affect the American most Americans. Do you know it will? If you have a 401k, a retirement plan, savings, or any kind of money in the stock market, the market is tanked and continues to and will. We're a part of that world market, a global economy, whether you like it or not. We are, and that hurts you, America. And by the way, small companies, I've mentioned Brooklyn Brewery and others that export to the UK. What does that mean for them? If their money is depreciated, what does that mean for us? We've already seen what happens when you depreciate money in China. What does it mean when the value of the pound is already in the toilet? Is it is today in the UK. How come it's okay for Trump to flip-flop on nearly every issue? How would Clinton uh, people react? People are up in arms because she changed her mind on one thing, TPP, and they're out of their mind. 888-6-LESLIE 888-653-7543 Is it because Trump followers are naive? Or is it because they don't care about his specifics? They're just all about the show and the bravado. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. A new Washington study says that Trump's tax and budget plans would make our national debt skyrocket by about $10 trillion or more. And this what? is not from a liberal think tank. And that would be over 10 years. So imagine tanking about the rate of a trillion or more a year. That's worse, by the way, than what George W. did with Bill Clinton's surplus. Uh, and mostly why? The tax cuts are too ambitious and expensive. The Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget says that Clinton's agenda that relies on tax increases to pay for proposals such as the Affordable Care Act, more generous, make that more generous, would actually increase our debt by about $250 billion over 10 years. Okay? Um, so just compare. Not apples to oranges, apples to apples. Don't Republicans who claim to be fiscally conservative have a responsibility to consider economically Clinton over Trump, by the way, The polls do show more people trust Trump with the economy. 
With those numbers, you trust them? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Has Trump hijacked the GOP? If you're not a Republican, you may not give a hoot, but no one wants to speak at the GOP convention. Isn't this just evidence of how PO this establishment is? Lawsuits, red states turning blue, and people turning red with anger, like George Will and saying, forget it, I'm not part of this anymore. How much will that make a difference in November? Why do you think nobody wants to speak at the GOP convention? And how bad can it be when your own party doesn't want to associate with you? Koch brothers said they're not giving them a dime. Yay. 8886-LESLIE, and they even entertained giving it to Hillary. Do you trust the polls? I don't know if she'd take it. Do you trust the polls that say Clinton leads by double digits? How much will the polls fluctuate over the next four months between now and the election? How much do you trust those polls, America? 8886-LESLIE, even if you like what they're saying. And... Is she going to go straight up between now and November, or is it going to be a nail-biter? We'll be back. 8886-LESLIE. Don't go away. Now, Donald Trump says... Donald Trump says... He'll make America great again. It's, it's right there. No, it's stamped on the front of his goofy hat. You want to see goofy? Look at him in that hat. But when, when Donald Trump says great, I ask, great for who exactly? Yeah. For millions of kids struggling to pay for an education, for millions of seniors barely surviving on Social Security, for families that don't fly to Scotland to play golf. When Donald Trump says he'll make America great, he means make it even greater for rich guys just like Donald Trump. guys who don't care how much they've already squeezed from everyone else. Great for the guys who always want more. Because that's who Trump is. The guy who wants it all for himself. And watch out, because he will crush you into the dirt to get whatever he wants. That's who he is. Just look at the evidence. Donald Trump cheered on Britain's current crisis, which has sucked billions of dollars out of your retirement accounts because he said, hey, it might bring more rich people to his new golf course. He cheered on the 2008 housing crash because he could scoop up more real estate on the cheap. And he cheered on students desperate enough to sign up for his fake university so he could bleed them dry and turn a profit for himself. What kind of a man does that? What kind of a man roots for people to lose their jobs, to lose their homes, to lose their life savings? I'll tell you what kind of a man. A small, insecure money grubber who fights for no one but himself.
kind of a man? A nasty man who will never become President of the United States. Because Hillary Clinton will be the next President of the United States. That's right. Hillary Clinton will be the next President of the United States because she knows what it takes to beat a thin-skinned bully who is driven by greed and hate. She knows you beat a bully not by tucking tail and running, but by standing your ground and fighting back. Just look at her history. She's been on the receiving end of one right-wing attack after another for 25 years, but she has never backed down. She doesn't whine. She doesn't run to Twitter to call her opponents fat pigs or dummies. No. She just remembers who really needs someone on their side. And she gets up and keeps right on fighting for the people who need her most. That was... Senator Elizabeth Warren of the great state of Massachusetts today campaigning alongside uh, the frontrunner Hillary Clinton. This is Mark Romaldi, Leslie's executive producer, just filling in here for a minute while Leslie gets her microphone issue fixed. We're going to go first to Kathy in New Mexico, and then we'll get to the rest of the calls as well if you'd like to join us. We actually have two lines open right now, so if you're thinking about calling today on any of these topics, now is a great time. Um, we'll be able to get your calls in if you give us a shout now at 888-6LESLIE. That's 888-653-7543, what we've been discussing today or any components of the race. Kathy uh, in New Mexico, welcome to the Leslie Marshall Show. How are you today? Oh, I'm great. Thank you. Trying to stay cool. Um, I was thinking that if Trump gets the nomination, the Democratic National Committee ought to go all out with a campaign slogan that says, a vote for any Republican candidate is a vote for racism, hatred and bigotry. We have got to get the Republicans out of the Senate and out of the House, particularly those who are supporting Trump. That's all I had. I couldn't agree with you more. I think, and honestly, I think in the past people might say, Oh, that's you know that's over the top, or it's exaggerating when you would hear something with that strong of that language in politics. But honestly, I I think maybe you would agree with me, Kathy. In this election, that's true. I mean, in black and white, you can point to so many different examples of what Donald Trump has said that is racist or said that is misogynistic, and the Republicans who have supported him. I mean, he doesn't have a a, a very big broad platform of policy goals, so they can't sit here and say that. Oh, I don't agree with his rhetoric i'm supporting him because of his policy ideas the the main focus of his campaign has been his rhetoric and his rhetoric has been exactly what you said so i i i hope that you're right and i honestly think you will be because just talking you know just smart politics basically just looking at it not as a citizen but from a political standpoint i think any good political strategist uh would seize upon that because you know seizing uh, on that and pushing it 
towards the down ticket may be a, a very good opportunity for the Democrats to not only retake the Senate, but try to, um, you know, gain some seats in the House. I think it would be very tough to regain the House because of how the Republicans gerrymandered it, unfortunately, in 2010. That said, we're seeing some great courage out of our Democrats in the Senate and the House, and I'm feeling much more optimistic about how Americans are perceiving the Democrats in Congress instead of lumping them in the Republicans because of the actions following the Orlando shooting of Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut uh, doing his, fi- uh, I think it was 15-hour filibuster with other Senate Democrats. And then in the House, you had uh, the great civil rights leader John Lewis lead a tw- over 24-hour uh, sit-in. So I do feel optimistic on that, and I think that you bring up a, a great point. What did you think of uh, Elizabeth Warren's comments that we just oh, made? Oh, she's fabulous. I mean, I've always thought Elizabeth was wonderful. But I am so annoyed with the Democratic National Committee because they turn tail and run, and Republicans have stood out there and chanted lies and slogans like the death panels and all of that garbage, and Democrats have not stood up to them, and I think it's time we got some intestinal fortitude and called it exactly what it is, racism, racism, bigotry, and hatred. I agree with you. That's all I had to say. I agree with you, Kathy. Thank you for your call. I think Kathy brings up a good point. In the past, you know, I I have been frustrated, uh, especially like what Kathy brought up. I think the Republicans won the war of rhetoric when it came to the Affordable Care Act, right when it was being passed, um, you know, and really uh, just made the perception of the Affordable Care Act something greatly different than what it actually was. And then, of course, we saw, as many predicted, once the Affordable Care Act was rolled out, people saw there was there was no such thing as death panels, and it was actually lowering a lot of people's health care costs. Obviously, it wasn't a perfect bill. We saw some people who had um, plans that were very low on the quality of care. The insurance providers no longer carried them and instead changed plans, so people were unable to keep the, some of their plans, which you know the president had said would not happen, but did. Ultimately, it was out of his control because it's not a government-run insurance program. It's still through private insurers. But that said, Republicans really won the war of rhetoric. But as the program has been rolled out and we saw uh, health care costs, uh, the increase of health care costs slow um, at the percentage they were going up each year, it's it's slowed down um, and Americans gain access to coverage. We've seen that the Republicans were not telling the truth. Big surprise. But the Democrats need to be stronger in the war of words, if you will. And I will say, I have been very impressed so far with the way that Hillary Clinton and her campaign have responded to Donald Trump. I think the Brexit ad that we played at the top of this hour was a a great example of how they had a, a, I think they call it the quick response team, um, went right into action and, and, and called Trump out for how he was basically celebrating an act that is affecting many Americans' retirement accounts very negatively. And he celebrated it because of how it's going to affect his profits at his Scottish golf course. Um, I think it was just an absolutely uh, perfect example of just highlighting the facts and why people should uh, pay attention to that. We're going to take one more quick commercial break here. Uh, We do have still two lines open. If you'd like to join us, you're welcome to do so now. If you want to get in on the conversation, any aspects of the presidential race between Hillary Clinton, uh, the likely, uh, the presumptive, excuse me, Democratic nominee, and then Donald Trump, the presumptive Republican nominee. This is Mark Grimaldi, just temporarily filling in for Leslie Marshall as we uh, just fix a technical issue with her microphone. Uh, If you'd like to give us a call, you can do so at 8886-LESLIE. That's 888-653-7543. We will be right back to your calls after this quick commercial break. We're back. 
back. I'm Leslie Marsh. And, you know, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance at Geico.com. And in case you're wondering, Leslie, where were you? I'm, I'm, I'm just a full disclosure person. <laughs> During the commercial break, for some reason, you know, I was making a phone call. Mark gave me privacy and potted me down. And then when I came back, they couldn't hear me. Just took us a couple of minutes to fix that microphone problem. Bada bing, bada boom, we are back. Uh, so let's get back to your calls, your tweets, and more. And we're talking about so much going on. Is Donald Trump in trouble? Is the Republican Party in trouble? And is Donald Trump the reason for the party, the party's problems? Now, some of you might say, well, I don't give a hoot, Leslie. I'm not a, I'm not a, a Republican or I'm not a Trump supporter. But if you are a Republican, not a Trump supporter, you should care, 8886-LESLIE. And even if you're not a Republican or Trump supporter, you should care not just for the process, but looking at ahead of what's going to happen. Polls have not really been that accurate. Hillary Clinton's leading by 7% in one poll and almost double that in another. So which poll do you believe? Do you believe any of them? Will the polls go up, down, stay the same, or, or benefit her more going into November? Will pump, uh, Trump get a bump from Brexit? Uh, how come Trump doesn't get anything said when he flip-flops on everything, including Brexit, which he said was a good thing? Now, and he's saying Americans want that too, secure our borders, immigration, blah, blah, blah. Then he says it doesn't affect Americans. Well, either Brexit does or it doesn't. And by the way, it does. The markets affect you. They affect all of us, whether we play the market or not, whether we have a 401k, an IRA, or any kind of market-linked savings or retirement account, it affects us. Because it affects the global economy, which the United States is not just a part of, we're leaders in. Whether you like it or not, we are. And we're not isolationist. I don't think we ever will be again. And last time we were, it was after World War I. Let's go back to the calls. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Uh, let's go to Diane in Knoxville on line two. Uh, Diane, uh, you're afraid of uh, Trump running a country like a business, and especially when we look at his business track record, right? Right. Well, you know, a few, like I said, a few years ago when he had the Art of the Deal published, I thought, hey, it might be good to have a businessman who's not a politician uh, running the country. But now that years later it's materializing, it's like, oh, no, wait. Um, it seems like money is the, most, is the most important concern for him, not the will and the care of the people. And like now we've got the genie out of the bottle, and I'm kind of disappointed that my senator... Alexander said he's going to wait to see who the party uh, nominee is, but he'll support whoever it is. Like, no, no, you can't do that. <laughs> you have to be concerned with the people, us, the ones that put you there. And now we've got this mess. Okay, very, uh, yeah. very good point. It, and it, it is a mess. Do you think, just one more thing, do you think it is only going to get worse for Trump between now and November because he's, you know, sort of like that, you know, wild horse unleashed? Well, it just seems to me like he's that uncle that you have at Thanksgiving dinner. He says things and you just roll your eyes and hope for the best. <laughs> I think that's mostly what it is because he can flip-flop and say completely contradictory things and no one calls him on it. That's it. That's it. That's what I have a problem with. Huge double standard, not just because mm-hmm. he's a he and she's a she, but for some reason, Democrats, they, you know, Democrats can say, well, now I like green. When I was four, I liked blue. It's like, you flip-flopper. You flip-flopped. All right. Thank you, yeah. Diane. Appreciate the call. Let's go next to Michael in the Bronx line one. Michael, good afternoon. Hi, Leslie. How are you doing? You know, in answering your question, yes, Donald Trump is in trouble. Another question is, does he care? I don't think so. He just wants to be um, 
I can't even say he wants to be president because he's acting more like an emperor and doesn't know the difference between the two. I also love what Elizabeth Warren said in that little audio clip you had. There's one part that I will disagree with her on. She asked what kind of a man would do such a thing to which so much um, awful things on other human beings. And my answer would be no man. You know, for Donald Trump, it's not a man. He's just an oversized little boy. That's what it comes down to. Definitely not presidential material. And, you know, people really got to watch out what's happening here. And as far as um, the Congress goes, I'm pretty much optimistic that not only will we take back the Senate, but the Democrats could also get the House back because as if it's not enough that we Democrats are so P.O. at what's going on with this particular Republican Congress and lock and step with the NRA and Donald Trump as well. But there are registered Republicans that are so upset and waking up and seeing the light. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like you heard of wake up and smell the coffee. But guess what? It's chock full of nuts time, baby. Everyone must make up and smell the coffee. Get it together. Our future and our lives are at stake. All right, Michael, thank you. We'll continue with the calls in just a moment. Got sent this uh, on Facebook. Um, the NBC News Wall Street Journal uh, poll, well, you know it had her 7 percentage points up. But can we do some demographic breakdowns? Marky Mark, Andrew, would you like to hear some demographic breakdowns? Yeah, let's hear them. <laughs> okay. Among African Americans, Hillary Clinton leads Donald Trump 87% to 5%. Among Latinos... 69% to 22%. Who the hell are the 22% of you Latinos voting against your, your own people? <laughs> okay. Oh, it's, it's the Cubans. The Cubans make up 22%. 18 to 34, where she has such trouble, everybody says. 53% to 30%. That's not just a double digit. That's almost a double. Women. 52% to 35%. And you know what? Shame on those 35. And somebody else had said, I think if they pulled LGBT, it would be about 90% to one. <laughs> and we got that one guy, that you know, one blonde guy uh, that's all over social media. Um, let's go back to the calls and we go to, uh, let's see who's up next. We go to Guillermo in Albuquerque on line four, listening on KBQ. Guillermo, how you doing? So I was just going to say that the women, the single women, hate him. The, the women hate him. The blacks hate him. The Hispanics hate him. The uh, educated people hate him. How is the poll so close? The white guys. The white guys well, and the, well, the, well, the white well, guys well, and the women that like him. The white guys well, and the women Leslie, that like him. And Leslie, if I may jump in, we Go recently ahead, Mark, yeah. read a Washington Post story showing that in 2012, the way that polls are conducted tends to underrepresent minority uh, voters, and that's why, for instance, right before the 2012 election, the Real Clear Politics average had President Obama only leading Mitt Romney by 0.7 percent, and if you remember. Not even the Electoral College, but he ended up winning by something like over 4%. 
So there's a big difference, it seems, and the people who are experts on this, nonpartisan experts, say, unfortunately, the polls for 2016 are using a lot of the same um, methods that led to these inaccuracies. Very true, and that's why the youth vote's not accurate either, because a lot of youth don't have a home phone. They use a cell phone. So people can't sit out. They can't assume we're going to have a blowout. You need to get out and vote, especially with the Republicans are pushing, you know, voter restrictions. But I, I think he makes a great point. Yeah. Well, Go ahead, Guillermo. One more thing, Leslie. Hello? Yeah. You should make an appeal to Hispanics that are that are supporting Trump to call your show and tell you what the hell is going on. Well, you know, what was it? There was a guy... Um... That was, there was a black guy on uh, on uh, Facebook, uh, African American. I think it was Brian Copeland, who's a talk show host in San Francisco, who I know and used to work with years ago. Great guy, and um, you know he said Hispanics voting for Trump, and and he said what did he say? He said Hispanics voting for Trump is like me voting for the KKK, referring to himself. Yeah. You know, um, and and I I just I just don't I don't understand. I, I mean, quite frankly. What has Donald Trump done for the Hispanic community? And whether you like her or not, she has a track record with working with uh, Latin countries, including Mexico, in the United States with regard to immigration. Um, And uh, as Secretary of State, like I said, working with Latin countries and things that she has done uh, for those in the Hispanic community, especially uh, uh, 9-11 responders and family members when she was Senate in New York. A senator in New York. So, uh, I mean, really, you know, what what has Donald Trump done, you know, except insult them and, and, and demonize them as an entire community? Thank you, Guillermo. Gracias. I'm Leslie Marsh. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a great afternoon. Thank you to Mark and Andrew, my great crew.